Hey there, and welcome to Marriage Talks, a real, authentic, and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. Here you'll find helpful information shaped by a biblical worldview, sex, money, parenting, and so much more. We are Michael and Elizabeth, and welcome to the show, guys. Welcome to this week's show. We are going to be diving into self-care versus soul care, and I'm really pumped about it. Yeah, and we're not talking about the sole of your shoes. No, not not the sole of your shoes. We're going to dive into how the world defines self-care and how the Bible defines soul care and how they both affect your marriage because they do. They really, they really do. Nice. <laughs> I like how it's kind of almost alliteration. Sounds similar, but very different. Yes, they, they are very, very different. Yeah. Like opposite spectrums different. Yeah, it's going to be cool to compare and contrast and we're going to talk about where these things fit in in culture and, and kind of the, the lies that we believe about different things and how to kind of realign yourself with the truth and uh, just better relationships and better everything. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. But before we get into it, we do want to let you know that this week's episode is sponsored by the Marriage Talks Patreon page. The link is in the show notes. You can check it out. There's different perks for different tiers. And it's just a community that we are trying to build uh, for people who really want to um, change their marriage for the better. And so we'd love for you to check it out. And yeah, it just really mean a lot to us if you would uh, help support the show. Yeah. And we also want to remind you to rate and review the show, especially if you've been listening for a little bit and you've got some episodes under your belt. We love to get some feedback and it helps to kind of just be found so that other people can enjoy the ministry of marriage talks. So rate us on the app store or whatever it's called. I never get it right. (laughs) Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just any of your podcast players have ratings for the most part. Yeah. That'd be really great. Yeah. We would love it. Okay. You ready to get into it? Oh yeah. Born ready. Self-care. Self-care. So we all have heard of self-care, you know, taking care of yourself. This is everywhere. Seriously, if you're on social media of any kind, everybody is always preaching at you. Self-care, self-care, self-care. Take a bath. Drink that bottle of wine. <laughs> like Take that shopping trip, that girl's weekend, that hunting trip, I don't know, fill in the blank to whatever self-care sounds like to you, but it's all like, you deserve it. Do something for you. Yeah. Right. Treat yourself. My favorite. (laughs) Treat yourself 2021. (laughs) Yes. Um, self-care is just it's everywhere. I just feel like social media is inundated with it. And the big tagline is like, you deserve it. Like, which is just so, so selfish, <laughs> like really self-care when you get down to it, the motive for it is completely selfish. I think it's funny how you started with uh, take a bath being the first thing. It's like, no, don't take a bath. Go at least a week without taking a bath. Ew. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That'd be gross. <laughs> no. Also, I hate baths. Yeah. Baths, like you want to take the day's filth and just wade in it like a stew. I just don't like sitting there. I get really bored. I, I like, I, I, I'm in the bath and then I'm sliding all over the place. I'm not still. 
even if you know you set up an iPad, watch a show, whatever, smell nice things. I don't no, like. No, no, no. You're not taking my iPad in the bathtub. I'm sorry, they're not waterproof. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like baths. I don't think anybody will convince me that I should, you know, give baths a try because I don't put the right things in them. I just don't like them. I don't, I don't like them. I really just think they're a waste of time. <laughs> oh man, she's anti-bath. I am. I would argue, but. I don't care for them either. I just don't feel that strongly. Just showers are quicker. They are quicker. I would rather just relax in other ways. Yeah. Anyways, tangent. But, you know, and I, I hear a lot of people say, you can't pour from an empty cup, you know, so fill your cup back up with self-care. Okay. But here's the thing, because I went, I was like in a, in a season of like, I deserve self-care. And I was telling myself that lie, like, I need the self-care. I need time away from the kids. I can't handle kids unless I have a glass of wine. Like, that stuff's all a bunch of junk. Like, you feed, you buy into these lies that society is telling you that you need. But here's the thing. When I was like, yeah, self-care and take care of myself and I can't pour from an empty cup. Well, when I'm filling my cup up with self-care... There's no bottom to the cup, which means you're going to be in a vicious cycle of always doing self-care. And why are you always doing self-care? Because it doesn't actually fulfill you. <laughs> yeah. And to be clear, we're not talking about like, there's a difference between baseline everyday life, caring for yourself, you know, making sure you are bathed and toenails <laughs> trimmed and- uh, Good hygiene. <laughs> yeah, beard shaved and stuff like that. We're talking about the overboard kind of mentality that's kind of taken over just culture where it's just like put yourself first before other things, uh, which like you do need to actually, hey, if you need a uh, girl's night or something like that where you need a little bit of a a breather that's like responsible- that's that's yeah. okay. Which we're not- we actually we're going to talk about like the difference between like doing something nice for yourself versus the lie of self care. Yeah, it's I think it's just one of the things. Like when I say taking over the self care movement, it's just like um, it can easily get out of proportion. So like like you said, like I need a glass of wine every single night. Yeah. Just to be able to put my kids to bed. It's like, that's a slippery slope. And yes. I hope you recognize that. Yes. Um, and also in terms of budgets, you can kind of like spa day every Saturday. Like it's just something to be very mindful of. And it's a, a mindset that can kind of grab hold of you pretty fast. Because mm-hmm. like it feels good to spend money on yourself. I mean, it, it does. But is it realistic and helpful to not only yourself, but your marriage? No, it's not. <laughs> if you're, if your spouse is coming in saying, Hey babe, uh, last month you spent like a thousand dollars at the spa. Mm. Like we can't do that. <laughs> like that will tear your marriage apart. That's not being helpful. Um, so it's, it's that motive of why are you doing all of this self-care stuff? And I'm saying this because I was like, I would I was like a few years ago, I was telling myself like, I need, I deserve these breaks and like this time away from the kids because I was looking at it all wrong. I was being completely selfish and, and like Michael and I were getting into fights and like, it was really, it was causing, um, a rift between us. And I didn't realize that that was what was causing that. 
It's just like, you know, he comes home and I'm like, I'm out. I can't do with the kids anymore. And like, but my whole mindset of parenting and connecting with the kids and my marriage was so self-serving. Or it can, it can quickly turn into like a, well, I need to make sure my cup's always full. So you with your budget talk or with your needing something else for me, you're taking out of my cup and that can't be, you can't do that because yeah. I need to be filled up all the time. Like yeah. that could be a pretty dangerous thing too. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the lie of self-care is like, you know, this is the big thing. Like you can't pour from an empty cup. Well, just when, when we buy into the, to the lie that self-care is what sustains us, then you're always going to be filling a bottomless cup. It's never going to get full because self-care will never always sustain you. It, it And we're going to talk about like, after we talk about soul care, we're going to talk about, um, you know, things that are appropriate, like to treat yourself and to, um, you know, I was, I was gifted a, um, massage at a place here in town that was amazing. And it's not to say that like, you don't ever do something nice for yourself or like you live this like depraved life and, um, and you know, you never have nice things. It's not what we're saying at all, but it's, it's when like self-care is like our lifeline and we're always buying into that and saying like self-care is what's going to sustain me day to day. That's, that's not okay. Or week to week, like that's, that's a lie because you're always going to need to return to self-care because it isn't going to sustain you long-term. Yeah. It's kind of like we were talking about the other day where, you know, just because you're in the ministry doesn't mean you need to be deprived of a decent car, a decent house right. that doesn't leak and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There are, you there don't are, have to live in a shack. <laughs> there are allowances, I think, for a certain comfort of lifestyle sure. um, that you should be able to take without feeling guilty. And this is not to make anyone feel guilty. If you're into these things, it's kind of like a self-reflection type of deal. It's like, how much am I buying into the the what the world's saying about taking care of myself and how much am I actually like taking responsibility for making sure I can be mentally present and stuff yeah. like that. There's a balance. Yeah. It's kind of the, I feel like that's a theme of most everything yeah. that we talk about. Cause I find myself saying that a lot. There's a giant spectrum of denying everything, uh, you know, care wise and buying into everything. And you, you can find yourself, healthily in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's where, where that motive is, where's doing that heart check. Am I just, am I like saying that I need these things just to be selfish and like telling myself all the time, I deserve it. I deserve it. I deserve it. When really I don't even deserve the one thing that, that the Lord has taken care of for me, which is, um, you know, spending eternity in hell because I'm a sinner. <laughs> like he, he took care of that for me. Um, which is an incredible, an incredible gift. Um, but it's, it's keeping my heart in check. And so the way that self-care really like kind of permeated its way into our marriage was it was causing these arguments and these fights where I was just like, why doesn't he get it? Like I deserve this time away or like I deserve to tap out and say, you've got the kids like every night when he comes home. And like, I was just completely looking at, um, things the wrong way. It was, it was just self-serving. What can, what do the kids provide for me? What does the marriage provide for me? 
And it's, it can be very, very detrimental, very detrimental. Um, but then moving into soul care. Yeah. I was gonna say like, let's, let's talk about that soul care. Yeah. Soul care. This is, this is a totally different heart attitude. This takes sacrifice. Um, it, takes like sacrificing your time and your desires and your wants um like your the things like the selfish things pushing those things aside and taking time to be in scripture and in prayer serving your spouse dying to yourself um and that and but we can also fall into the ditch the other way in that like we were saying like you need to never have anything nice and you can't, you can't live a enjoyable life or anything like that. That's not what we're saying, but in marriage, you just, you can't be selfish. It's you're serving your spouse. And when you find joy in that serving and joy in reading the word and being in prayer, that's what actually sustains you because you're pouring from a cup that actually has a foundation from a from a well built well, if you will. Yeah, it's one of those things where we are we are designed specifically for this, for community with the Lord and just connection. And that is where that kind of true happiness, that true peace comes from. And if you're searching elsewhere for that, we know, you know, billionaires are still unhappy. You can have two hundred mm. cars in your garage. And none of them make you really, none of them give you that thrill. And um, yet we know that you can find true peace through studying the word and closeness with God. So, yeah. 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 It's just, it's, it's really looking at that hard attitude when we're selfish. It, it, we have to keep feeding into it because it's empty. Like the, 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 there's no bottom to it. But when we feed into, so when we feed something actually sustaining into a well-built cup, then it's actually going to stay full. Um, and so th- there's actually um, one scripture that I wanted to read. So there's a lot of, I actually just finished a study on Psalms, but there are a lot of Psalms that talk about like the Lord being your portion and him filling you and, um, taking refuge and not wanting for anything. So it's, it's littered all over Psalms, but Psalms 23 in particular is a pretty famous one. Um, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so what that's saying is like the Lord is fulfilling and the Lord is sustaining, and we will go through lots of valleys in our life. And like this week, the kids have been particularly testy, (laughs) but so bad they got banned from candy for five days. <laughs> well, because they got a piece of candy without asking, and then one didn't tell the truth about yeah. it. So yeah. there's sneaky, consequences. Sneaky. But, you know, it's like I feel like two years ago, three years ago, like that would have sent me through the roof, and I would have reacted so poorly to that. But 
the Lord has been so good in revealing my (laughs) selfishness. And I was actually able to have a good, helpful conversation. It's just about lying and don't shush people who are trying to tell the truth. You know, like we need, we need the truth. The truth has to come out. And, um, and so when, when I have the right heart attitude about my marriage and kids, it's, it, it just, it changes everything. Um, in the best way possible. Yeah. It makes me glad for kids lack of memory long-term. Oh my goodness. Cause yes. I feel like I had so much <laughs> just hot headedness and anger with such stupid things years ago. And now uh, we're learning all the time. Yeah. And a lot of that is the soul care. Yeah. Like if you're not doing this, it's like if you grew up in the church and you attend Sunday and you attend Wednesday night groups or whatever, you can be kind of lulled into a um, kind of a trick mindset of like, oh yeah, I take, I, you know, take care of my spiritual life. Uh, I'm, I'm good to go. But if you're not truly diving in for yourself and in prayer, and, and I say this like totally guilty of this is not a, a priority like it should be for me. And I feel that. I feel that in different stages when I'm particularly like um, absent from any real depth spiritually. Um, but like you, that'll come through. And in my experience, it comes through with shortness of temper, um, easily defensible, defensive. That's a better word for it. And uh, it just, it just really, really brings it to a head for that's me particularly. Yeah. I have noticed, and this is, you know, people who have been in their walk, um, and for a while they'll, they'll see the seasons and the waves and the ebbs and the flows. And they'll tell you that parenting and your marriage and relationship with others comes a lot easier when you are digging into the word and you're really prioritizing your walk with the Lord. Um, it, it, they just go hand in hand. They do. They, it's the evidence is undeniable. Um, and we're, we're really seeing some good fruit as of late because I've been in a consistent Bible study with other women and it's been amazing. Um, and that's not to say that you won't have hard conversations, you know, that Michael and I won't have fights, but it's how we navigate them and how we love each other through those is what has changed dramatically, really and truly dramatically. Um, and so, you know, we kind of alluded to earlier, that's not to say that like doing something nice for yourself is all bad because it's not, um, one simple thing that, um, I didn't prioritize with our first child. But then when we had subsequent children, (laughs) I said, Michael, one way that you can serve me (laughs) during this new baby phase when like you're nursing in the middle of the night and you're just like, your schedule's all kind of whacked out, you know? So I said, I just need, I need time for a shower every night. Like our first child, I didn't take a shower every night and it wasn't something that I prioritized. And I, I feel like mentally (laughs) I really suffered. I was just like, I just need daily cleanliness. I don't remember that. I can't imagine you ever coming to bed without a shower. Yeah, I did. Really? I did. The pendulum has swung the other way, baby. (laughs) I'm like, I have to be clean 
I just, it, I feel so refreshed. I feel like cared for. I feel like that's something that I prioritized for myself. And and instead of demanding, like Michael saying, like, you need to make time for me to take a shower. It's like one way that I would just love for you to serve me is just handle things for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, just so I can take a shower. I can like be in the quiet so I can feel refreshed. And and that I, I made sure that like my heart attitude wasn't, I deserve it because I just had a baby. It was just, I just want to feel clean. I want to wash the baby puke off of me <laughs> and poop off of me. Like I just, I just want to be clean in some clean clothes. Cause I just feel like I can function better as a human, which then in turn helps everyone else, you know, caring for an infant and trying to be present for Michael's like, I, I want to be clean. <laughs> yeah. And I think as from on a marriage podcast, I wanted to bring this up too. It It's a dangerous and slip, slippery slope mindset for you to constantly think I deserve this or I deserve that. However, as a partner in a married couple, you should like, what I would encourage you to do is watch for those things, determine she really does deserve that. And like, think ahead plan ahead, spa treatments, like, here, babe, you deserve this. Bam. And so you take something that would be kind of an unhealthy thing to think about yourself. But if your spouse does it for you, it is yes. super effective and super helpful for the relationship, for the entire family yes. and everyone around. Yeah. So that like, that's, that's, re I'm really glad you said that because it was like, if I'm saying I deserve it, that's just me being selfish. But if you're like, wow, babe, you do so much for the family. You're really killing it. You're doing amazing. And this is the way I want to serve you. I want to get you, you know, a massage. A new Kia. I mean, what? <laughs> no, um, a massage at, at, you know, this place. And I just, I want you to feel relaxed. I want you to feel refreshed. That's totally different. That is Michael's serving and it's, and that's financial sacrifice. So he has, he has looked at the budget and he has said like, I'm making this a priority. I'm going to sacrifice in other areas so that we can make this happen. And that's a totally different heart attitude towards self-care. Um, and I would say one way for you that I've noticed is, um, you just process, especially in like a, a heated conversation or like a heated exchange with a kid or something like that, where it's like, the kid's like, no, I don't want to do that. And then you're like, but you got to do that. It's like, you need either a moment to like, like either collect yourself or like if we're in an argument, you have to like decompress and like kind of mentally, what's the right word? Process. You need mm. to process. And so, just a really simple way for me to not interfere with that because I will just keep going in a conversation. I'll just like over communicate and word vomit until we finally get to a resolution. <laughs> and Michael's like, that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> yep. So it's, I've learned that over the years. That's like, okay, you need a moment, take it because I know that your mind's going to feel refreshed and your heart is and your emotions are going to level out if you can have like sometimes when we're in a, in a fight it takes a day or two which is my worst nightmare <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 
Yeah, if you listen to this podcast long enough, you'll be pretty familiar with our argument style. Yeah. We've shared a few. Yeah. It keeps things interesting. But it's also like, I feel like in a lot of ways, really pretty low key. Well, it's In perf- terms of I, what some people experience. It's perfectly matched. Like if you have two people like me, we're just going to talk and we're never going to land on the same page because we're just word vomiting all kinds of stuff that doesn't really matter. It sounds awful. Yeah. And if you have two of you, then you have two people running away from every conflict. <laughs> <laughs> you get to your 50th anniversary and be like, I actually hate you. You never knew this, but I couldn't stand you the whole time. <laughs> we never had one fight. Oh, healthy bad. marriage. No. No, bad. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's just one one little way that that I I have learned that okay, I need to be quiet. Let you process. Let you give you that time. Because that was sacrifice on my part even though like I didn't want to do that. I wanted to keep going. Yeah. So I think it'd be uh, interesting. We didn't plan this, but we've got now a third thing to think about. Self-care, soul care, and spouse care. There you go. Yeah. Keep it in mind, y'all. Yeah. Be looking for those things, those just easy ways to bless your spouse with some sort of a treat your, treat your spouse. Yeah. And it could be as little as like doing the dishes because they do it every day. And you want to take that off their plate for the day. Oh, is that what you're thinking about? Because I do the dishes, so you must be thinking about taking that off my plate. Uh, you already did them for the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always a tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, kind of to summarize, soul care should be our priority. Um, and self-care is not bad. It's all yeah. about the motive yeah. of like motive. And I'd say frequency is a part of that too. Yeah. But that'll kind of come with a good motive. Like your motive is... Like you literally like, I haven't done anything in a while and I can kind of do this with a clear conscious, a good budget and a, and a guilt free. Yeah. But, um, soul care should be your priority and that should come first every time it feeds into the marriage. It bonds us, strengthens us and brings us closer to the Lord. Mm. So think about that. Um, once you align that correctly, there's a lot of fruit that comes from that. You'll see it. Yeah. And you have to stay on the, it's not going to be something that comes easy. We are not wired for this naturally. Yeah. We are selfish, all of us. Yeah. It's the transformation for me personally has taken well over a year, but you start to see these little victories that, that I've had like over my natural tendency, which to be selfish. So just give it time, persevere. It will pay off, I promise. Yeah. Which leads us into our challenge. And we just really want to, don't turn off the podcast yet because the challenge is very effective and it's good. <laughs> we want you to stick around. But over the next seven days, we just want you to have, um, keep a heart check. So if we're, if you've kind of been in the um, routine of like self-care, I deserve it. Just kind of be like, oh, wait, red flag. Let's keep that in check and try to gear your heart more towards soul care and being in prayer, being in the word and taking care of your soul so that you can then pour into others and make sure those relationships are um, healthy and in in line the way that they should be. Yeah. So, yeah. That wraps up today's episode. Yes. So look forward to talking with you guys next week. Let us know. Um, just contact us if you got yeah, thoughts questions? or questions or anything you want covered in the future. We love feedback. Yes, we do. 
Yes, we do. Thanks, you guys, so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time.